Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1-inch 3-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25, and two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9-1-18, limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to the Finsider Podcast. It's Thursday night once again, and uh, of course we're up against the Heat looking to close out the series tonight, so it may be a small uh, small uh, audience listening to us tonight, but that's okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and do this. Uh, obviously, you can always call us at 347-326-9461. You can tweet us using the hashtag PoundFinsider. And join us in the live thread, or the chat room is open on the Boss Talk Radio website also. Uh, Welcoming in James, our producer. James, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And our co-host, Chris, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. You guys know them, obviously, as Texas Cowpunk, that's James, and the Earl slash Duke. And I'm sorry, Duke. Oh, I forgot to do your trumpet. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know he had his own sound effect. He does. He has trumpets. He's awesome. Uh, comes with uh, the nickname, the Earl. <laughs> but, uh, so how are you, uh, Duke? I'm sorry, say that again? I said, how are you? I'm well. Uh, I'm ready for another wonderful show that nobody's going to listen to because the Heat are trying to close it out and everybody in Miami's watching that tonight. Right. We'll do what we can. All right. There's 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 lots of Dolphins news to talk about tonight, too, because, I mean, we've got all the OTA rumor, the minicamp, sorry, rumors and uh, speculations and oh, my God, the Dolphins are going to be awesome, or oh, my God, the Dolphins are going to suck because they've had a big camp in June when there's no pads. But, uh, it's been fun. And, uh, hey, at least it's actual football stuff. I mean, I'm not making it up anymore, at least for this week. But, um, let's see, where should we start? Start. 
Chad Ochocinco. Sure. Um, he, from what they've been saying coming out of the uh, the um, mini camps. Sorry, I'm working on the site at the same time. I do that too much. I need to just focus on the podcast. Um, from what they were saying during all the media availabilities at the mini camps was that he actually looks fast and that he looks like he still has his step. Now, will that translate over when they're on where they're in pads? I don't know, but as long as he's looking good, I mean, what's the complaint? Um from what from what everybody said, his biggest problem is not being able to learn a playbook and that his He's not smart enough, I guess, is what they're trying to imply, to learn the playbook, learn the precise routes that uh, Tom Brady would like to have and be able to run it. And then they said that will translate back down to the Dolphins because with the Dolphins, he's going to be expected to run precise routes because it's a timing West Coast offense type of thing. But from what David Garrard said after, I think it was Tuesday's practice, that the quarterbacks and receivers have been told, hey, if you have to improv and run a route based on what the defense is, go for it. Not, You don't have to stick to it. As long as you and the receiver are on the same page, you guys are fine. So that should play right up Chad Ochocinco's alley, and we should be able to see some, hopefully, something decent from him. Uh what are you guys thinking of the signing? You guys like it or still nervous about it? I I wasn't on board with it, but you know he's got uh, you know he could easily be cut you know before the season starts if he doesn't pan out in training camp. So you know we have we have all new coaches. I'm just going to trust their judgment at this point. What choice do I have? Yeah, I think that's it exactly is that I mean it's very much so a uh if he doesn't pan out you cut him and move on. Right. Duke, you got anything to add on the Chad Ochocinco front? Um uh, I've I've been uh, uh surprised, uh pleasantly surprised to hear how uh what I've read of uh the mini camps this week, how he's played. And uh, I think he's going to be a, a good addition. I think when you had Marshall here, looking at um, the amount of targets he received a game, he uh, he was getting, you know, in, in the offense that you're going to run, he's probably going to see a reduction in targets. And you're paying him a lot of money to um, do less now. So I, when I got rid of him, they needed someone who could come in and produce not necessarily similar numbers, but uh, someone who could, you know, still command some some defensive attention. I think I just think I can do that. And at first, I was kind of like, well, I wasn't really sure. Uh, but then, you know, from what I've read this week, it sounds like he's going to be the perfect guy for this offense. Um, he's going to be able to to get open. He seems like he's building a good chemistry with Tannehill. Um, and again, like you said, it all depends on. What happens when the pads come on? Is he going to be able to 
get open versus press coverage is that quick, and they still want to be there. But uh, if he can get us, you know, 50 to 60 catches this year, I think that'll be that'll be great. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, it, it that that's what you're looking for is he's not he's not a high risk because he's got a low contract, but at the same time, if he can catch a lot of balls, what's the problem? But, yeah, I think the uh, and I think what a lot of fans and even the, the media people were worried about was you know here you've lost Marshall with 1,200 yards, 80 plus catches, you know not as many touchdowns as we like, but you had you know who was going to produce that? And you're like, well, it's going to be Hartline and Best, and you're like, well, that doesn't necessarily sound the best. So what this does is that takes some of that some of that pressure off of Hartline, off of Best off of Agnew and Clay and, and the tight end. So you're not expecting that just think to, to produce like Marshall, but you're expecting him to take some of that load that was going to fall on other guys that, you know, people weren't exactly sure about. Yep. Um, the other one, obviously, that got a lot of news or a lot of attention was Ryan Tannehill and how the rookie did. He, uh, he got in at, with the first team. Today took uh, it was his first day of taking the majority of snaps or taking extended snaps as the starting quarterback or with the first team. Sorry, let's rephrase that. Not as the starting quarterback but with the first team. So he got a little more experience on that, but he didn't look great. But he didn't look bad either. I mean, he made some bad throws. He made some good throws. Um, the uh, the main issue from what they said, and it's the same thing that they've been saying the whole time, is he holds on to the ball too long. And I think that's a matter of him just not knowing, understanding the speed of the game. Because the game is so fast that he's not sure where to go with the ball yet. But that's an issue all rookies have, and he he's not most likely going to be the starter day one, so he's going to learn that eventually. But apparently from reading some of the reports today, and I'll have a report up on the site tomorrow morning, but from uh, – that's a little tease right there. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what they've been saying is that he has some chemistry with some of the receivers. He and Chad Ochocinco had a little chemistry out there and started hitting some balls. Um, he he rushed some throws. He he held onto the ball too long, and Cameron Wake had to pull up a couple times because he would have gotten there for the sack. And somebody on the site today, I didn't see where, pointed this out that you know it's mini camp without contact, so. While they can say, oh, Cameron Wake would have sacked him on that play, at the same time, Jake Long and the rest of the offensive line don't get the opportunity to actually put their hands onto the defensive end. So if Cameron Wake's trying to do a swim move, Jake Long can't punch him in the ribs as soon as his arm goes up and he gets that free shot. So there's that side, too, you you never really think of that – oh, yeah, the offensive line can't do as much as they really would if they could have full contact. So sacks are 
kind of misleading, but at the same time, if Matt Moore and David Garrard are back there and they're not holding on to the ball as long, a sack of Tannehill kind of points to he's got to get out. He's got to get the ball out. Um, he had he had some great passes from what I've read. Um, had a 20-yard pass to uh, Marlon Moore and a 40-yard touchdown pass to Roberto. Uh, no, I think it was Roberto Wallace. I don't remember if it was Roberto Wallace or – yeah, I think it was Roberto Wallace. I'm trying to remember from what I read today at work because, yeah, I kind of might have been read too much through. Dolphins. I might, have do, I might do a little too much uh, reading Dolphin stuff at work. And then, <laughs> yeah, from what – yeah, shh, don't tell my boss. Uh, <laughs> um, from what uh, – from what they were saying, and we'll get back to Tannehill in just a second, but the man that stood out today was Julius Pruitt. Caught touchdown passes from all three quarterbacks. Oh, I almost just knocked over a drink right onto my computer. Wow, that would have been horrible. Okay, so back to Julius Pruitt. But caught touchdown passes from all three quarterbacks. Looked good out there. Looked like what we may have wanted Julius Pruitt to be last year. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, There's some talent at, at water saver. It's just undeveloped talent. Yeah, and exactly. I, and I don't think, you know, we're not asking these guys to go out and be the next Calvin Johnson or something. But if they can contribute in their own way, I think, you know, you've got Wallace, who I think should be a better, you know, red zone target than what Marshall was. Uh, you've got guys like Moore and Pruitt who have speed, who can you know work the middle of the field and get behind the defense, and, and you know you've got uh, Gates who you know came from a small school, no off season last year. And I think he's still learning, and I think he can be uh, you know a, a very good receiver if developed well enough. You know, and so there's some guys there. You know, it's not the the, the 120 catch. 1,800-yard type of guy that fans like to see. Uh, but there's some guys there that I think will, su- will surprise some people. And, and by surprise people, I mean media people who are like, oh, this is you know, the worst group of receivers ever. And, you know, I think there's going to be some games for people like, who is that guy? Why, why does he have five touchdowns already? Uh, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. I was, I was reading something by uh... – from the Palm Beach Post as you were talking there for a second. Sorry. Um, apparently what uh, – it goes to kind of what you were saying about us having a lot of undeveloped talent. They asked David Garrard um, what young wide receiver stepped out or stood out during the three-day minicamp, and his answer was Chuck Fuller. He said he really he's tall, he's lanky, he gets out of his cuts really well, and he's going to develop into a really good receiver. Then somebody asked, well, what about Roberto? Hasn't he looked out there? And David's answer was, I don't really consider David Wallace a young receiver. If you do, then, yeah, by far, he's the, he, he's going to be a great one. But I wouldn't have counted him as a young receiver. He's got, all, he's got everything we need. So it, it's interesting how these quarterbacks are developing that rapport and that chemistry with these 
receivers that we all, and I mean all of us have done it, talked about how we don't have that much talent at wide receiver, but I think you're dead on right. We have the talent. We just don't have developed, polished talent yet. So it should be interesting. And speaking of Roberto Wallace, he reportedly was the starter today uh, at wide receiver with Brian Hartline still sitting out for personal, undisclosed, medical, some sort of procedure was done, personal issues that he's taking care of, whatever it is that's actually happening. But he, wow. He <laughs> is that really the official reason he's out? Personal um, medical reasons? Everybody has said that it's a calf injury. That's what originally was reported or was thought. I, I saw a then it became, from that. Then uh, Omar said that it's understandable and personal, the reason he is out. Then the team came back and said that he he was out for an undisclosed medical procedure that had already been taken care of. Then today it came back out that, or uh, Philbin said that he is out for personal reasons and he's taking care of something. Was he getting a vasectomy? What's going on? So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. It's personal medical procedures being done or something. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Curious for my the first eleven eight since our audience really wants to know because there's probably nobody listening to us. But that's okay. That's okay. We can still have a spirited uh, conversation. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of, speaking of Brian Hartline, I think he's one of those guys that he's a veteran receiver. He's probably you know, he's one of two guys on the team, not counting uh, Ochoa who, you know, has experience. You know, Moore and Wallace and those guys are special teams, but they've only caught, you know, like 10 passes total between them. But – Somebody like Wallace or Moore or Fuller or anybody step up in camp and really, you know, earn a spot. I think Hartline could be one of those guys that, hey, you know, you weren't there. He doesn't perform as well in camp. He could lose his. They could not just lose a starting job. He could lose a, a roster spot. I don't know. That may be a little far fetched, but it's possible. I think. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think he'll lose a spot, but I could see him bump from starter position. It's a new coaching staff, so. I mean, he's penciled in as the starter as far as us as, fa- as fans are concerned because he's the guy that would be there based on last year's coaching staff. He'd be the guy that took over if we didn't have Brandon Marshall. But, I mean, he very much so could lose the starter spot because this coaching staff has no ties to him. And then you add in, we do have a plethora of, wide receivers right now, whether or not they are starting caliber on 99% of the teams in the NFL is arguable, but we have them, and any one of them could claim a spot that Brian Hartline thought was his. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but theoretically it could. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Wow, it's an interesting conversation going on in the live thread. Uh, Daytona Dolphin and Alpha Six are, uh, yeah. Let's say doing, it's, uh, doing, are they not, doing what Daytona and Alpha normally do? Yeah, it's not uh, Dolphins related. Nikki is involved in it somehow. Oh, so it's inappropriate. Um, and there's rockets being put in places people don't normally want rockets. Oh, I just so opened it up and saw that. So obviously the the Finsider podcast live thread is rocking and rolling tonight. <laughs> well, the good news is there is an audience. That's true. We have two at least. <laughs> <laughs> look at Duke. Look at the bright side. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just stuck on that. We have an audience. That's true. We do have an audience. Uh, oh, and Ohio's in the chat room. One, uh, one topic, I think. Hello, Ohio. trying to the chat room does not want to work for me right because i can see like half his um half his what he's typed but it won't let me see his whole message i might have to do this let's see if this will work i'm relaunching the chat room oh no that is all he wrote he wrote we're killing it okay um, sorry. Ohio, call in. 347-326-9461. Give us a call. Poor Ohio, he's our crutch. <laughs> he is. He really but it, is. But it's slow. Like, hey, Ohio, call in. <laughs> He'll lead up about half the show. Let's have him call. That's our... <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like uh, Mikey in the old uh, life serial commercials. Give it to Mikey. He'll lead anything. Gosh. <laughs> okay, sorry, James. What were you saying? Nothing. I'm just laughing. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, another bit of uh, news from camp, I think, that yeah. that I'm interested in seeing, especially when I actually get to uh, real training camp, is it sounds like that we're going to have a a uh, pretty big pass rush from what I've read. Uh, I don't know if Audric has slimmed down or what, but from what the tweets that I've read, it looks like he's being a beast on the left side of the line. He's uh, working over Jonathan Martin and just about anybody else. Sounds like uh, Olivier Vernon is, uh, he would have had a couple of sacks today, and like you said, you know, pads aren't on, but sounds like we've got some other guys besides Wake that can get to the quarterback now. Right. I think uh I think that's that's nice to hear for once. We actually might be able to put pressure on a quarterback. And I mean that's what this league is about. You've got to pressure the quarterback and you've got to protect your quarterback. And we have most of the offensive line to do that. Um Read some that Jonathan Martin struggled a little bit today, but that's more probably the fact that he's a rookie and trying to adjust to the speed and the fact that he hasn't been able to practice with the Dolphins up until now because of being on the quarter system back at Stanford. And then uh, 
you're right. I've heard that the pressure is uh, is getting to the quarterback and is looking fast. So that's that's a good thing. The one thing that I'm surprised about is everything is sane and they they've moved him around on the line, but that John Jerry is not looking good right now. They said originally that it was obviously his spot to lose at the right guard position, but that now they've had Artis Hicks, who's normally a tackle, over there playing right guard because Jerry's just too big. They they said that he's got to lose weight, he's got to slim down because he's too big and he's playing like a off or a uh, power offensive guard, not a zone blocking guard. So Jerry might have an issue, which I really want him to do well because I really think that if he's playing right guard, it really gives us some flexibility with the O-line. But I don't know. We'll see if he can come back. Um, Apparently, um, yesterday after minicamp, day two, uh, Reggie Bush was asked about the new iPads and having a playbook and everything on iPads. His favorite app on the iPad is probably Words with Friends, in case any of you were wondering. Just random quotes that I'm reading right now. <laughs> is it your board? Yeah. Going back oh, I can look uh, at my board? Line. Oh, well, okay then. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and bring Ohio in. Hey, Ohio. Hey, what's up? I, uh, so I saw a little post about the uh, the photos on Flickr, and I put a couple photos up, and I couldn't figure out how to post them to the website. Am I just a moron, um, or uh, uh, do I need to call technical Finsider technical support? Is this is, hello hello? Have I reached Finsider technical support? Because I'm having trouble with my damn pictures. <laughs> I, you know, as soon as I, I get dialed in with PhotoBuck, and I never not, had a photo. This is not. This is not technical support. We haven't outsourced it to some other country yet. How thick is their Indian <laughs> accent? Because that drives me crazy when I can't understand them. <laughs> but well, yeah, we. Uh, we all right, we well, guys can get somebody saw that you. Me. I saw you that you had posted the pictures in there. I'm still working out some of the kinks because those are the first pictures that we put in there. So I'll let me play with it some more. Okay. But yeah, let me play with it. I'll I'll have the tech support send you an email. I mean, when I uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw that post, I, I went and just took. I go, oh, gosh, I got no pictures. And I go, well, let me take a picture of this and a picture of that, and I'll do a little uh, fan shot or a little post on a little much to do about nothing to break up the boredom of uh, you know the off season, you know. I mean, all this talk of mini camps is all well and good, man, but it's killing me. I'm waiting for, uh, you know, for training camp to start and get some preseason games going. And it just my first game isn't going to be till uh, October in Cincinnati, and it just seems like a lifetime away. Yeah, you know, just uh, you know, the off season for me. You know, I'm watching the basketball. I don't really care about it. I'm going to a baseball game next week. I don't really care about it. You know, hockey's over. Football's, you know, not really going on. Uh, I'm in the doldrums over here. Yeah. Um, 
just so you know, we're 47 days and 30 minutes away from the start of uh, Hard Knocks. Nice. It seems like a li- it seems like a lifetime. <laughs> it seems like a life. You know, and well, you know, I I shouldn't say that because uh, I'm actually on the the five week countdown of getting out of Texas here, so uh, I'm a little homesick for Ohio at this point, and uh, you know, I'm I'm soaking it up as much as I can here in Texas. It's freaking starting to get hot down here. Yeah, yeah, it is. You can't leave us, though. Yeah. Oh yes, just, I can. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait till like Oh yes, Ohio I can. Go ahead. It should be a hundred. It should be about 103 to 105 by Wednesday of this week. Nice. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to be, be nice sure and warm. Well, you know, and that'll just give me good reason to uh, take the mountain bike out because it's not 105 in the shade, is it? It's a, at least cut it by five degrees, right? <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then oh, you have to man. add in the intense humidity. There's that going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I noticed when I'm riding. I, uh, riding here in the in the Texas weather that it's uh, it, it's brutal, you know. It is. Oh, it, it is. You know? It's impressive. You're you're in the middle of Texas, not in Florida. So you're sitting here looking around, going, "There's no ocean. Where did the humidity come from?" Yeah. So, well, it just is killer. Yeah. Uh, what about the Dolphins? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think I'll probably sign up for the DCC. So there's your scoop. Uh, I've yet okay. to actually, you know, send the money in, but I, you know. I, I'm planning on being back to Florida by that time, and it's uh, and you know if I plan it, I pretty much make it happen. You know, come hell or high water, you know. Right. So I've already talked to the wife. I said, "Yeah, we got to be in Florida by the beginning of November. Middle of October would be even better." You know, uh, so we'll see, we'll see. But uh, let me ask this: uh, Has anybody got their tickets to the uh, Houston game yet? Hello? No. Anybody? No? Okay. Still, we're still uh, we're, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm still trying to get tickets to the preseason game here in Dallas. You you <laughs> broke up. I must not have heard your question. Um, uh, yeah. Did anybody get tickets to the Houston game? Oh, you broke up again. I still can't hear you. No. <laughs> okay, I heard, well. I heard, did you get ticket? And that was it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well. <laughs> no, I All actually right. was looking at them yesterday. Right, I, I will right, right. have them. I will have them. But, nice, you know. nice. Well, represent, represent well. You know, I did. I did my Jaguars game. If that counts, but that was for my dad for Father's Day. But I have not bought Dolphin tickets yet. I will. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'll, I'll give you a little tease. I, I've been. Uh, you know, all this. Off season, you know, my mind starts to wander about Dolphins things, and uh, for the deep end, for my return to the deep end, I'm thinking about upgrading the look, the makeup. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, 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 you know, and possibly even getting some sort of customization with the clothing going on. So oh. there's there's always that. My my mind was turning. You know, I know I know I know I got a screw loose. When the other day I find myself doodling on paper, making little ideas and little sketches, and <laughs> and then I take it to the next level. I go get the little makeup uh, case and start painting it, you know, and fiddling with it. Then I go, fuck, man, I I got a I got a loose screw, you know. I'm gonna turn 47, and here I am uh, fiddling around with arts and crafts, clown paint, and 
clothing designs. I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, where, 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 at what point did I get clocked in the head so hard that it knocked me out of kilter? You know, here we are, June. I'm, 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 you know, the creative juices are flowing on clown paint and shirt designs. It's just that it, in, in some, some realm, it just seems off. So, that's all. So a new look is on the way. Uh, thinking right. about doing the DCC is if I can make that happen. Uh, as far as the time frame, and I, I don't think that will be a problem. And uh, you know, when once I sign up, you guys will be the first to know. I'll, I'll look to the for some Finsider support. We'll be there. Right on. We'll be, right uh, on. We'll be donating money and uh, supporting you as, as best we can. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Shit, maybe I ought to customize a Finsider jersey. You know? Um, Wouldn't that be badass? A a Finsider cycling jersey. It could be. I would I would suggest you not do that anytime soon. Okay. Well I'm not. Well believe me I'm not. You know. I I'm kinda like you. I I wait till the last minute. There well, are, we gotta change there change are, the way we gotta change the yeah. name to not the Finsider to the No. No, you the, know? the name will change. The name will change. And uh I'm not giving anything away yet, but um, just so everybody listening knows, and we, we do have changes coming from Spain. Should happen slowly over the next. The more things, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So. so we should have we should have some good exciting stuff happening on the site. Nice. All right. Well, hey guys, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna go watch part of this basketball game that I don't care about. Turn you guys' speaker on. Let you guys, uh, you know, drudge through this last what forty minutes. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I just, you know, we're talking about me, and I don't think the audience wants to hear about me so much. They want to hear about the dolphins and training camp and whatever instead of me babble. So I'll let you guys babble. I do think Ohio that I just figured out how to put the slideshow from the Flickr site onto our site. So I'm going to play with it, and uh, what I may end up doing is having it scroll in one of the sidebars. So we may have something. Well, when you you figure out how to work it, send me step-by-step instructions, and then I'll know how to work it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Later, guys. (laughs) Have a good show. Talk to you later. 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 Uh, Well, that was Ohio, and – we're what thirty five minutes into the show, and um, yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's about what I want to talk about too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering uh, how much flop this basketball game is going to get. They were both teams were in the uh, both teams were in the bonus with. Just under five minutes to go in the first quarter. Oh my god! Six six fouls in the NBA before you're in the bonus. Yeah. Wow. At least twelve total fouls, if not more. Now, granted, some of them were because you know James and guys were you know driving to the basket, but still, twelve fouls. Come on. (laughs) In in seven minutes, and there's another fouls. Um, I'll just ask a question on the side. Is Sean Smith on the bubble the loser's job? 
Alpha's question from the site. Um, I don't think he is. Um, I, I could see a scenario where he does, but I think he's getting the benefit of the doubt right now. And with us seeming to go to a more man-to-man coverage, like we talked about last week, I think he should be able to show his strength, literally and strength as a cornerback, and be able to excel. So could he lose his job? Yes. Do I think he's on the bubble to lose it? No. You guys, any comments? I don't think he would lose it this season. I think he's going to be the starter this season unless somebody just, you know, tears it up in camp. But he could lose if he doesn't play well this year. He, I think he's a free agent and he may not be resigned. So I don't think he's got a chance of losing it this year. Uh, I believe his athleticism and size and all that stuff is going to be just just too intriguing. But yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to play well if he wants to remain the starter past the season. Yeah, I that's probably true. That yeah, if he's going into free agency and he loses his job this year, it won't be actually losing it this year, but it'll be losing it next year. But um Alpha also talks about the practice so far, is it just quarterback and receiver or are the running backs coming along, the tight ends? Um from what I've read, Bush has looked good. Uh, most of what they've talked about Bush doing is out receiving. In the OTA and minicamp process, you see that a lot more simply because it's basically touch football. So a running game doesn't really materialize much because nobody's blocking and all the linebacker has to do is basically get over there and act like he's going to tackle. So you don't see guys breaking off long runs and stuff. Did read uh, on there that Daniel Thomas should have had a long run today if he had been allowed to try to break tackles. So he he apparently has is working as a running back well. Not that he wasn't going to work as a running back, but he he's working well right now. Um, Lamar Miller, I've heard good things about him. Um, the one that. Was it Omar? I think it was Omar today was talking about was um, uh, the Messam, Jerome Messam. I think that's who it was. I, I can't remember for sure now. But, um, yeah, I think it was Messam. was looking good out there. So the running backs are looking good for what they can do. But it's not – we're not in the part of practice where running backs look really, really good or look really bad. So take your take your guess on what the running backs will look like. Um, tight end-wise, uh, really the only thing I've heard is that Charles Clay is working primarily over there with them. So it looks like he's going to get a lot more – um, a lot more use as a tight end this year. They also talked a little bit about Agnew, but not a whole lot on whether he looked great or not. I think it was more of the 
and there was rookie Michael Agnew. So can't really give you much on the tight ends. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think training camp is where we'll start to see the tight ends and the running backs actually make news. So, Beaver has yeah, I think those guys are going to step up good this year. I think uh, Clay is going to be a guy that uh, he's going to get a lot more opportunities. Uh, and from what I've read, he's been a focal point of the offense so far. Uh, I think uh, Agnew's athleticism, we may not necessarily see everything that he can do uh, this season, but I believe pair him up with Clay, you know, 2013 and beyond, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be, you know, we're going to have a, a very good uh, tight end core that can stretch defenses and and, and uh, give our offense another dimension that we haven't really had in a while. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably what you're going to see because Fasano is a solid tight end. He's going to do well. He's not going to be a star. He's not going to be stellar. He can block and he can catch. But he's never going to be that run-down-the-middle deep threat. Um, I think what you're going to end up seeing is this year it's Fasano's job. You'll see Clay and Agnew mixed into the situation. Next year, Agnew probably takes over as the starter and Clay is in there in two tight end sets, and then either Fasano is released or I, I don't know what his contract situation is, so if this is last year he's not re-signed, or he's brought in as the third uh, tight end, simply because of his age. He's starting to get older, and you have Egnu who's going to be running down the seam, and you have Clay who obviously has good pass-catching hands. So... Yeah, that's probably where we end up with the tight ends, but we'll see. Um, you answered it in the uh, thread, Duke, but uh, Alpha also wanted to talk. Carlos Gansby, where is he going to play? Uh, outside or middle linebacker. And I think you're right. Everything I've heard has said he's going to be a middle linebacker. He, he's taken the middle. Koamisi and... Um, Kevin Burnett are splitting or swapping side to side, so there's not typically your strong strong side linebacker and weak side linebacker. They're both playing either position. Um, kind of like the same thing we're doing with uh, safety. Is um, The safety position, from what Coach Philbin has said, is that they're not looking for a strong safety and free safety. They're looking for safeties. And anybody who's playing has to be able to play both positions because one play they may be the free safety and the next play they may be the strong safety. Um, heard uh, heard that um, Jimmy Wilson has been playing more of the Jeremiah Bell type of safety. I don't know if that'll stick, but that's what I've heard so far is that he's looked more like the Jeremiah Bell get up there into the box, run support, help coverage on tight ends, that kind of stuff. Um, we'll see if that sticks or if that's just one observation that came out. 
but we'll see how that goes. Um, safety, safety will be interesting to watch. Uh, I guess Chris Clemens and Tyrone Culver right now are the two favorites to start to start opposite Rashad Jones, and they'll work it out depending on how they do in uh, training camp, which one will actually be the starter. But like I said last week, I still want to see um, I still want to see uh, Wilson get a shot at starting because I think that he's something special. But. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get his shot, and I think he'll. I mean, he's going to have you know a little bit of an extra adjustment period because he did play corner last year, but I think he's got the talent to do it, and so he'll he'll definitely be in on the rotation. And if Jones or Clemens, you know, starts playing rough and can't get it done, they'll probably you know say go out there and see what you can do and let him try it. Sort of like they did last year, I believe it was the Giants game where he got to start a corner. That was partly because I think we were hurt, but um, still, you know, there'll come a point this season where unless Jones and Clemens just are completely dominant, that he'll probably get a chance to start. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. Um, looking at about the fights yesterday at training camp or at mini camp. Sorry. Um, who do we have? We had Long and Olivier Vernon going at it, and we had uh, Richie Incognito and Ryan Baker going at it at two different points. I mean, it's minicamp. It's hot. It's tiring. I'm not exactly surprised that guys are getting into it, but it might be a good sign. I guess uh, Coach Philbin wasn't too happy that it happened, but – it might be a good sign that there's actually fight in these Dolphins. I just want to say that, uh, you know, Olivier Vernon and Jake Long, Long's probably going to win that fight, but whatever there. Ryan Baker, you need to not get into a fight with Richie Incognito. You, you, you don't want to get in that fight because Incognito will rip you apart. Yeah, I can't think there's two guys on the team that I would, that I would want to fight the least over those two guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and Incognito's just crazy enough to actually do it. But, apparently, uh, it, it really started because Vernon, I think it was Vernon, got, uh, oh, no, it was, uh, Rashad Jones. I just, I see it right here. Apparently, uh, Rashad Jones threw um, David Garrard to the ground on a safety blitz, which is what started the offense and defense going at each other because Jake Long uh, yelled at Rashad Jones, you don't bleep and touch the quarterback, bleep hole. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. yeah, apparently they're 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 protective of the quarterback and the defense wasn't respecting the jerseys, so it started some uh, interesting conversation and interesting skirmishes. Uh, I played on the Heat game nine forty two thirty six thirty two. That's going to half right now. Uh, 
they're getting a little sloppy now. Looking bad in transition. I'm not the not necessarily uh, <laughs> it was uh, not taken from the right angle, we'll say. <laughs> well, you guys got anything else? I'm, I'm, I'm probably thinking uh, we can cut the show a little short tonight since it is heat going for game five and nobody's really listening. Not that I am calling Alpha or uh, – Daytona Dolphin or Ohio, nobody, but the slow night, we'll say. Well, uh, before before we cut it off, I think, yeah. uh, first of all, I would like to say uh, happy Father's Day to both of you since we didn't get to say oh. that last week. And, yep, uh, I thought what, I'd uh, do it. thank you. Well, thank you. What, what, what was, uh, how, how was your Father's Day? Uh, it wasn't bad. Um my son's up in Colorado right now, so I wasn't with him. But my wife and I went out Saturday night and uh, just went to a movie and dinner. And, and Sunday was pretty much veg at home and not do anything. So it wasn't bad. The exciting part was um, my wife gave me for Father's Day, my wife and son, but um, down just south of, uh, of uh, Austin – is the Thunder Valley, Thunder Hill, Thunder Hill racetrack. It's a three-eighths of a mile racetrack. And the Rusty Wallace experience is there. So sometime this fall, I get to go down there and do a 15-lap in a stock car race. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun doing that. Uh, I'm jealous right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go have fun doing that. I'm not. I'm good. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can kill myself. But uh, yeah, don't do that, yeah. man. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Get her, get her and Kristen to come down, my son. Get them to come down and uh, watch and film and see how fast I can wreck a race car. <laughs> but now, when you when you when you get done and you come back to the podcast. You have to tell everybody that uh, you're a little loose getting in the turn. Yeah. You need to round, uh, around a track bar and uh, a, a, a spring rubber. My, my driving has nothing to do with me. My crew did not set up the car right. <laughs> it was tight going into the turn. It was loose as soon as I got back on the gas. But I do want to thank the McDonald's Taco Bell Chevrolet for uh, – <laughs> <laughs> See, I, oh, I need man. to do that and so I can get on the podcast and do it because I have the right accent for it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you want to talk about Starbucks because I'm still working on trying to get them to come throw Starbucks. Come on, help us out. And um, let's just say I had imbibed a little too much of the Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. At about midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, I got into a very nice conversation on uh, Twitter about the Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. And several of my followers and probably readers on the site and maybe even listeners to the podcast, um, and I were discussing all the different beers that the Breckenridge Brewery has. 
check them out if you – I this is in no way a plug because I don't get anything out of it, and I really wish I kind of did. But check them out if you can find them. Breckenridge Brewery, Nova Porter. It's outstanding. I love that thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the brewery itself, they have a brewery and pub up in, obviously, Breckenridge. And every Christmas when we go up there, we, uh, we go up there and eat. And I, I guess that they sell it down here. <laughs> now hopefully I can get something out of them. <laughs> I'm working the sponsorship thing. I need I need free coffee and free beer. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, <laughs> okay, well there, there's your car sponsor right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think the faster pace, no huddle speed is going to be good or bad for the guys we have on the roster? I personally like the idea, and hopefully they will get the conditioning they need to keep the pace up for the season. They sound a dolphin. I absolutely love the idea of this fast pace. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you guys something that I probably shouldn't, but you know the book that Omar talked about a lot on his Twitter, the Take Your Eyes Off the Ball by Pat Kerwin? Okay, or not. Yeah, I've, I've not read it, but I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, he, he talks about it all the time. I actually read it uh, probably last month. And, yeah, I know Omar recommended it, and somehow I ended up reading it. But it's actually a really good book. Um, it, some of it is obvious stuff that if you actually are a fan of the game or watch the game, you'll already understand. But it does break down fairly well what different schemes are, what different things mean. And then it does. It starts at basically the skill positions, moves on to the O-line and D-lines, and then it goes into um, like the front office and the coaches and what they're doing and how they work together and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things he talks about in there is uh, um, talks about – the idea, and this is written in 2009 or 2010. Um, so it does. It talks about the Wildcat in there and how the Dolphins introduced it, even though it was tried a couple times the year before, but obviously nothing like the success, success the Dolphins had. But um, they talked about a team. He said, I could very easily see a team in the future going purely no huddle and never having a huddle. Just go out there and run plays. And he said it, it's, it will keep defenses from being able to substitute. It will keep defenses tired, and you just go, go, go. And I think now looking at what the Dolphins are talking about, we may be becoming the closest to that so far, that we're going to line it up and we're going to go. And defense, if you're ready or not, here we come. So – We'll see if they can hold up that pace once it actually gets to a game. But I think, Daytona Dolphin, I think uh, the main thing is um, what he said. We're going to get our guys conditioned. If we, if we can get them conditioned through June, through July, through August to run at a breakneck speed, we won't see them cramping up like we did last year. 
and that's going to be a good thing. But that's going to be a great guys, thing. You guys' thoughts on the jailbreak offense? You know, it comes down to – it all comes back to the quarterback, and I think you have to have – I mean, we've seen – recently we've seen two teams that could probably pull it off uh, very well with what they have, and that would be – well, that would, would have been with Peyton Manning and the Colts and Tom Brady and, and the Patriots because those guys are in such command of their offense that they probably didn't need to huddle. They did, but they, did, but they right. probably didn't need to. Um, so I think it comes down if we if Tannehill can develop to be that kind of guy where he's in such command of the offense, I think they'll do it. Yep. I mean, it, even even if you don't go purely no huddle, but you huddle every two or three plays, you're going to speed up the offense so much that defenses are going to struggle. So if it's getting the huddle call two or three plays in a row, run those two or three plays with check-with-me type audibles at the line, and just go, the the, uh, the offense may be able to at least catch some defenders either flat-footed or just tired and not able to keep up. So I think we're, I think we're seeing – team move towards what Oregon runs in college. I think we're seeing the team absolutely break away from the power game and turn into more of a um, speed team. I don't want to say finesse because there's the connotation that that makes you soft. But that type of passing game, timing routes, um, and their speed, run it that or Run straight at them, burn past them, and see if they can keep up. Should be interesting to see. And I think we've got, in a sense, we've got a, a good offense to to run that because, in in my opinion, when you run the type of offense, the passing game is great, but you're going to get incompletions, and that stops the clock. So even if you get yep. incompletion and you go back to the line, it gives the defense a break. Yep. We've got a team that's going to be – Dependent a lot on the run, and we've got guys that can. We've got guys like Daniel Thomas, who I think is going to flourish in the zone. One cut guy. You've got Reggie Bush. We're going to be able to run, you know, no huddle and run the ball on guys, and that's going to wear defenses out any more than than passing the ball will. Uh, because when you got Incognito and, and and Long and those guys just you know bearing down on you play after play after play, then I think it's going to open up everything else. I, I think we're going to see more of that this year. We're going to get, you know, I don't know that we're going to go full out spread offense kind of college style, but I think we're going to see that no huddle, run the ball, if we can pick up five yards to pop, and I think we're going to see that to where we, we're going to run down some teams that way. And especially early in the season if we have home games, uh, you know, playing in that heat, we're going to be ready for it. They're not, uh, you know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see Bush and Miller and those guys you know, pick up, you know, pick up some stats against some of these teams and, and lead us to some wins that way. I think uh, I think you're right. With the Thomas is going to flourish. I, I think that he's going to bring something the team didn't have last year because he's not blinding speed, but he's fast. 
and he's the power guy. Um, now, when you put him next to Reggie Bush and Lamar Miller, obviously he's not going to be the fastest guy to uh, ever see the game. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I like. I love the idea of being able to line up with Bush and Thomas in the backfield and then have Bush motion out into the slot. I love that idea. I think it's going to cause mismatches left, right, and center. Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny to me that, you know, with Sperano, he kept, you'd always hear him talk about, well, we need these big chunk plays. And it was kind of like it was this offense where it was run the ball, run the ball, and then throw it deep or run the ball. It's like they wanted to pick up these big plays and things like now they're not they're not going trying to get these big plays all the time. It's basically like we're just going to nickel and dime you to death until right. we're in the end zone. And it's you know it's going to be hopefully more exciting, but I think it I, I kind of like it better. I kind of like you know the slants, the short passes. And the especially with the running game. And speaking of Daniel Thomas, my father's day gift was a PlayStation Three. And so I went out and bought Madden Twelve for it. And Daniel Thomas is an absolute beast in Madden Twelve. I was completely surprised. I had Madden Twelve for the PS Two, and he wasn't much of anything. And on this one, I would play a couple games, and he just was unable to be tackled. I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm, I'm hoping that translates to real life. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would be nice. Um, let me look real quick before we sign out because I have a feeling that good things are happening. Let's see. Where is? Oh, stop! I hate autoplay on YouTube. Um, NFL rookies. Let's see. We are at 4,225 views on that Ryan Tannehill interview video. Um, Robert Griffin is at 4,150. So we are 100, or we are 75 ahead of Robert Griffin now. So, guys, you've done a great job. We now have the most watched of the rookie interview videos. And Robert Griffin had a 10 day head start on us. Oh, nice! <laughs> that's that's awesome. Now they can't say uh, anything about the Dolphins fans being so far behind in the quarterbacks because when they released it, when they released the Tannehill one, the email was that Robert Griffin was so far ahead of us, but not anymore. So I'll keep posting it at the bottom of uh, stories for a little while. Great job. Thank you, guys. Now let's see if SB Nation recognizes it, because I had fun making sure that we got into first place. <laughs> but I like uh, I like having rivalries with the other nations. It's fun for me. Um, we, uh, we have different forums that we can send messages back, back and forth to each other besides just plain email. And most of the time, I like to throw jabs in there at the Bills and at the Jets. Um, I try to throw them at the Patriots. They have rings on their hands that hurt when they punch back. So I try not to do it with them. (laughs) Those big Super Bowl rings kind of hurt. And uh, 
Yeah, the 72 and 73 rings just aren't quite the same. <laughs> that, that perfect season one is nice, but you can only use that one so many times. <laughs> but, well, let's see. Uh, um, yeah, I think that'll be it for the night, unless you guys got anything else. James? No. Chris? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I guess then uh, we'll go ahead and end the show. Oh, <laughs> I know it's sad, but it's time to end the show. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, look for the podcast to be put back up on the site later this week for the archive listen. You can also subscribe to the podcast over in iTunes. Download it every week as soon as it's available. It'll auto-download, and you can uh, keep up with us that way. You can also subscribe to the show over on the Blog Talk Radio. Just search for the Finsider Podcast, and they will email you whenever we're doing a show, which is weekly at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. But they'll email you to remind you to listen in. And go ahead and put the phone number, 347-326-9461, in your phones because it's the same every week. So, guys, thanks for uh, listening. James, Chris, thanks for participating with me. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. 
But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.